Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. <laughs> So God be the glory. I thank you all for dialing to the Boost Call Presents Boost Call Classes. This is Pastor Latisha Leek of Love Culture Church. Um, for those that are listening to the recording, um, as well as those that are um, dialing in for the class, um, Boost Call as a blessing transition into classes. Um, and this week we are talking about prayer and types of prayer. This is part two. Part one, we went over prayer of faith, prayer of agreement, prayer of request, Prayer of Thanksgiving. This week, um, we're going to go into our um, part two of it. And I want you guys to write this down. This type of prayer is called the prayer of imprecation. Imprecation. I M as in Mary, P R E C A T I O N. Prayer of imprecation. I want you to turn to Psalm 7, no, sorry, Matthew 5, verse 44, Matthew 5, verse 44 through 48. And while you're turning to that, I'm going to go ahead and pray over the line, okay? All right. Father God, we give you glory. I need to everybody mute their backgrounds for just a moment so we find who that is in the background. Everybody just mute your lines. Father God, we give you glory and we give you honor, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. O oh, Matthew, a mighty king, there's none like you, O oh God. Lord God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, Father God, that you search us, O oh Lord, and forgive us of our sins. Things we may have said, don't even thought that are not like you, O oh God. Father God, you said that we search for you, we look for you, we seek you, God, that we will find you, O oh God, and we seek you this very hour, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, Father God, teach us, O Lord, Father God, the ways and the will of your way, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Father God, that we may walk in the upright manner, Father God. So then when others see us, they won't just see us as a person, but they'll see the Christ that live within us, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Let us learn a word on tonight, Father God. Help us to keep your word in our heart that we may not sin against you, oh God, in the name of Jesus, Father God. Help us to retain, Father God, this lesson that we may be able to apply it to our life as well as speak life into others, oh God. We give you the glory and we give you the honor, oh God, because there is nobody, Father God, nobody, nowhere, Father God, that can do what you do you for us, Father God, and through us, God. So we thank you even now in the matches and mighty name of Jesus. Let those that have an ear hear in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. One moment. Does everybody have that scripture up? Matthew what? Matthew uh, 
So this prayer is called the prayer of imprecation. How many people have this scripture pulled up? Okay. Amen. 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 I like it from the New Living Translation. It's actually my favorite. Those that know me know that already, so. <laughs> I don't know why. I just like the way it reads. It kind of like just breaks it down, but it doesn't take away its substance. So I pretty much like that one a lot better. And a, prayer, a prayer of imprecation basically invokes or, agree, or agrees with God's judgment on the wicked. You're seeking God's judgment for the righteous. So in other words, um, when God says that where every tongue that rises up against you and judgment shall be condemned and people keep putting their mouth on you, God, you said, Lord, I need you to deal with them because you said that every tongue that rises up against me and judgment shall be condemned. I need you to take care of this. But enough is enough. So that is you invoking God's judgment through, um, through prayer. And I call it the prayer of imprecation. Is that what you were talking about, Shay? No, I was talking about, um, I like what said the word, I can't pronounce it. Intercession. Intercession? Uh-huh. Oh, we're going to get to that one. We're going to get to that one. That's going to be the actually the next one. So Matthew 5, verses 44 through 48 reads like this. This is actually the NIV version for some reason. I can't get the NLC on the phone right now. But it says, but I tell you, Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Not even pagans. Do not even pagans do that. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. But listen, when you hear the word perfect, when it comes to the word, it's not telling you to be flawless. Perfect means to be mature or to be holy. So if you ever see the word perfect or hear the word perfect as it pertains to the gospel, it's not telling you to be flawless. It's telling you to be mature or to be holy. Okay? Would you like me to read the New Living Translation? Yeah, go ahead. You can read it. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. And that way you will be acted as true children of your Father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good. And he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. If you, only, if you love only those who love you, what reward is there for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you are kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. But you ought to be perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. That's one of my favorite scriptures. <laughs> Amen. So I'm going to also read you guys Psalm 7. This is more. Um, this is more, uh, how can I say, more blunt, so to speak. 
Like, this messy one, that's Jesus. It's so nice and sweet. You know, Jesus is so sweet. But Psalm 7, that old um, Testament thing there, let me tell you how they read it. Psalm 7. I come to you for protection, O Lord, my God. Save me from my persecutors. Rescue me. If you don't, they will maul me like a lion, tearing me to pieces with no one to rescue me. Oh, Lord, my God, if I have done wrong or I'm guilty of injustice, if I have betrayed a friend or plundered my enemy without cause, then let my enemies capture me. Let them trample me into the ground and drag my honor in the dust. Arise, O Lord, in anger. Stand up against the fury of my enemies. Wake up, my God, and bring justice. Gather the nations before you. Rule over them from on high. The Lord judges the nations. Declare me righteous, O Lord, for I am innocent, O Most High, in the evil of those who are wicked and defend the righteous. For you look deep within the mind and heart, O righteous God. God is my shield, saving those whose hearts are true and right. God is an honest judge. He is angry with the wicked every day. If a person does not repent, God will sharpen his sword. He will bend and string his bow. He will prepare his deadly weapons and shoot his flaming arrows. The wicked conceive evil. They are pregnant with trouble and give birth to lies. They dig a deep pit to trap others, then fall into it themselves. The trouble they make for others backfires on them. The violence they plan falls on their own heads. I will thank the Lord because he is just. I will sing praise to the name of the Lord, the Most High. So in other words, he's saying, look, God, look what they're doing. They're doing all this, and they do what you said that you were going to do. <laughs> what you said that you were going to do to them. And then uh, Jesus comes along in the New Testament and says, I know, I know, I know people have told you for many years it's to hate your neighbor. But I tell you to love you, love those who persecute you and that speak against you. And, and we're, looking, we're looking at that scripture like, what? But do you know what they just did to me? And it reminds us that vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. So now the prayer of imprecation is saying, okay, God, you said that you were going to repay and that you were going to avenge, avenge me. Therefore, I'm speaking in prayer that you will do just what you said that you were going to do. But at the same time, because we are in, um, we are um, walking in Christ, we're saved by, um, by, uh, by Christ, we have to, I ain't going to say make the best of both worlds, but it's more like... Um, it's more like, you know what, okay, I am going to um, I'm going to pray that God does what he said he would do in his word, but at the same time, God, please show them who you are. Because a lot of times when we pray these prayers of imprecation, it's not a prayer of imprecation, but more so it's a prayer of flesh. We get fleshy. We got to know because it's a fine line. There is a fine line. Okay? There's a fine line between a prayer of imprecation and, and speaking in a way where as though you sound vengeful. Like, get them, God. Do, do to them what they did to me. That's not a prayer of imprecation. That's you being vengeful. So you got to know the difference. There's a fine line. So if you truly are praying in love, you're praying the way that Jesus is telling us to pray. 
we're not only telling God to do what he was saying in his word, but at the same time, we're also saying, you know what, God, I need you to move on their heart. I need you to deliver them from that evil spirit that's controlling them. So that's how you get into um, what he's trying to tell us in, in the book of Matthew and um, chapter 5. Okay, makes sense? Everybody still with me? Y'all still with me? Yes. Yes. Now, does that make sense? You see the difference between yes. imprecation and praying, like, out of your flesh, like you going in? Yeah. Makes sense. Yes. There's definitely a difference. Okay. I'm going to the next one. Then we're going to get to the prayer of intercession. I said intersection like we had a street, like a cross in the road. Intercession. For intercession, we're going to pull up First Timothy chapter two, verse one. Who would like to read that? I can read it. Okay, go ahead. <coughs> Excuse me. All right, hold on. I urge you, first of all, to pray for all the people. Ask God to help them, intercede on their behalf, and give thanks for them. Okay. I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. Ask God to help them intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Uh-huh. Yeah. So intercession is is basically obvious. You're praying for others. But let me let me enlighten you just a little deeper, a little further. If you look at intercession, intercession is also interception. Uh-huh. Okay? So basically, you hear a lot of people say, well, intercession is you standing in the gap for others. Mm-hmm. I like to put it this way. I like to give people an illustration for intercession. Intercession is this. If I come to you and I say, Shay, I need you to pray for me, for my family. I, I know how to pray, but I might just have a regular cord, whereas right. Shay will be the extension cord to get me to the socket. You see what I'm saying? I may mm-hmm. not feel like I can get get charged up enough to get this prayer up to heaven. Even though it doesn't mean that my prayers, you know, hit the ceiling, it just basically means, like, I'm, I'm just such in a rut. I feel like I can't even do it myself. I can't do it. It's just not enough strength. I need more power. So I plug into Shay's extension cord, and she plugs into the socket on my behalf. You see what I'm saying? I plug into her. She plugs into God on my behalf. Make sense? So that's the that's the illustration I want to give you guys. So when people come to you and they ask you to pray, they're plugging into you with their request. You then take that request and you plug into the source, which is the Lord. Okay? Now, when I say interception, 
I mean that as an intercessor and as the one that's standing in the gap, you also are like a shield. Mm -hmm. So you are like, if you ever watch football players and they have that one that keeps blocking the ball, that keeps, you know, uh, tackling the person so they won't get to make the score. So when the enemy is trying to come in and do things to you or to your surroundings or to your tangible objects or whatever the case may be, your health or whatever, you have the intercessor who will try to enter, who will come and fill in the gap to intercept the attack. So they come against whatever it is that the enemy is trying to do, and they do it on your behalf. It has nothing to do with them, but it has everything to do with what they're trying to speak on your behalf. Okay. Can I say something? Yes. But you also have to be very careful when you're doing intercession prayers because you sometimes take on the battle that they're facing. Well, that's what an intercessor does. Mm-hmm. That's what an, you block it from happening to the other person and you put yourself in their place. And the line of fire that she did. And, exactly. You know how like people say, I will take a bullet for you. That's, That's basically exactly what, what you're, you're doing. doing as an intercessor. Yes, indeed. That's what you are doing as an intercessor. You are standing in the way so that thing won't hit them, but it may possibly hit you. So you have to be prepared for that. That's why as an intercessor, see, an intercessor, I don't care if you are a pastor. I don't care if you are a prophet. I don't care if you are an evangelist or any of these other um any of these uh, ministerial offices, I don't care which one that you may operate in. An intercessor, it's, cra- it's crazy to say this, but I want you all to really hear me. An intercessor is above them all. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the reason being is an intercessor has to sit on the wall and watch. Yes. An intercessor yeah, has to block the coming. Yes. The intercessor has to block the comings and the goings. An intercessor has to always be on alert. An intercessor always has to be woke and stay woke. An intercessor has to be the one that, like I said, stand in the gap. An intercessor mm-hmm. is the one that get the call, get the call, and say, you know what, God, this is what's happening. Let me render this unto you. An intercessor is basically the. It, it, no matter which way you look at it, you gotta go do an intercessor. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the intercessor, you gotta go do one. No matter what. Yes, Lord. No matter what, this is why intercessor is so prominent in God's kingdom. So prominent. That's why the, the enemy hates an intercessor. Mm, mm, mm. He despises an intercessor. So he'll do anything it takes to get you off of um, wanting to get pray for others. <laughs> All of that. Anything that, that, listen, there is a spirit called slumber. And the spirit of slumber, you'll be like up. You can stay up for hours watching all these movies, all these ratchet TV shows, and all of that. And then and be on Facebook, all of that. The moment that you try to crack open your Bible, all of a sudden you get sleepy. Uh-huh. The moment that you try to let me go ahead and do my prayers, you get sleepy, going to sleep in the middle of your prayer. Because there's a spirit of slumber that does not want you to operate in your gift. Because it knows that the moment you open your mouth and you say, Father God, it's a rat. Yes, Lord. Intercessors sleepy, interrupted all hours of the night. All hours of the night, because God knows that you're the one that he has to use to get the prayer through. Yes, Lord. So the Holy Spirit is like your body is sleep, but the Holy Spirit in you is so charged up, it won't let you rest. 
no sex for days sometimes. Well, let's see what. It ain't going in. And you try to watch TV. You try to read a book until you fall asleep, but none of it is working. Who's background is that? Whose background is that? Please, if that's your background, please use the phone. So you're trying to do all these different things to figure out why you can't get back to sleep. You try to crawl under the covers, warm yourself up, drink some hot tea, watch tea. None of it is working because the Holy Spirit in you is saying, I need to get before the Lord now. Mm-hmm. That's why you up all hours of night, two, three, four, five in the morning. You can't sleep. The whole house sleep, but you still up. Mm-hmm. Because the Holy Spirit is wanting to get into the presence of the Lord. We don't got that much time left, you guys. So I'm going to stop right there. Imprecation and intercession. So imprecation is you invoking and agreeing with God's judgment. Intercession is you praying for others on their behalf or intercepting. And let me leave you all with something really, really quick when it comes to intercession as well. There are times where you are also, and this is going to blow your mind, there are times when you are intercepting even God's attack. Now, say God is saying, I'm about to just just straight go off on the land right now. I'm about to turn everything over. And you say, God, come on, everybody, let's just get together. We got to receive the God. We got to fast and cry before the Lord. The word even tells us, it's my people (laughs) who are called by my name will just humble themselves. And the issue, the the, per, the problem that we're having where we see people dropping like flies, we see the wrong people just coming into power, we start seeing um, murder rate going up like bananas, thefts and petty crime, all kinds of stuff going on, all this calamity is because his people are not humbling themselves. God's people are not humbling themselves, not turning from their wicked ways, not confessing their sins, not asking him to hear from heaven so he can heal the land. They're just doing them. They believe that they have arrived. They believe they've arrived. So they don't got to do nothing else. They got this thing big. They got it down pet. So God is saying, you know what? I'm going to invoke an attack on this. I'm going to cause a tsunami. I'm going to cause a flood. I'm going to uh, cause the sun to scorch some people, and they're going to die. from. Uh, and you see all throughout the Old Testament where he's like, oh, y'all don't want to listen? Now watch what happens. I'm going to show my hand. You don't want God to show his hand. So as intercessors, when you feel, because most times intercessors actually get prophetic utterances. They get prophetic visions, prophetic dreams, and they amid- all prophecies that you receive is not for you to go to the person and tell them. Some of them are for you to pray on their behalf. As an intercessor, God might show you a woman getting abused. It's not for you to go say, girl, I know you're getting abused. God showed me in the spirit. No, it's not for that. Because then they might get on the offense and they may go off on you. But God may have showed you that so you can pray on their behalf. He may have showed you that so that you can love on them because they're not getting it at home. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And therefore, when God shows you these these prophetic um, visions and gives you these prophetic dreams, you got to be ready to hear God through those things. When he's showing you something, he's actually talking to you. 
okay? So you know how people say, mm-hmm. I can see this, I can see that, or people may say, I can hear the Lord saying. They may not hear him in an audible voice. They may not even hear him in, in their conscience, but what he's showing them in a vision is speaking to them. Yes, you ever look at a you ever look at a picture and say this thing is talking to me. This this picture is sure saying something. That's the same thing that you can apply in the spiritual when God is showing you a vision. He's telling you something. But that's sometimes why people are trying to tell you something. What's that? Sometimes he even speaks through song. Absolutely, he can talk to you do a cartoon. It's happened to me. I can tell you many stories where God has talked to me through a cartoon. Many. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing revelations. So God can use anything and anyone to give you a word. But then when he presents it to you as an intercessor because you're the one that prays, you got to know what to do with this information you just got. Amen. Now, do I go to them and tell them that you're warning them that if they don't do this, they're going to die? Or do I pray that you don't do it? Which one do I do? You got to be so on point as an intercessor, you cannot play with this thing. Mm-hmm. You got to be so on point with it. The word says be quick to listen. People want to talk before they listen. Why do you think you have two ears? God is very clever. Why do you think he gave you two ears and one mouth? So you can listen twice, twice as, as much as you can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why do you think he says, have a quiet and peaceable spirit? See, the problem is this, and I'm actually, I, I, got, I feel like I need to make a video about this. People will uh, allow the enemy to whisper in their ear and then say it's God's still small voice. You have to be so careful who you let into those ear gates. Mm. So careful. So careful. So look at what happened to Eve. Look at what happened to Eve. Mm. He said, did he say you'll surely die? This little serpent, little nasty old thing. Did he say you'll surely die? And she's sitting there thinking about it too. Wait a minute. Know what God then said to her, but she's allowing the serpent to minister to her and change her mindset. And so, therefore, she can't do what she was called to do because she's letting somebody else be her God in the moment. The word tells us that the sheep know my voice, and a stranger's voice they will not follow. In fact, they run from the voice of a stranger. Even your voice is a voice of a stranger. So if you're listening to yourself over God, you have just now made yourself your God. Mm-hmm. You just made your own self. You go, I'm going to do it like this. And God said, I didn't tell you to do that. We said, who told you you were naked? Who told you to do that? Who told you that was okay? He said, seek my righteousness, but we want to seek what we think is right, what feels right to us, what looks right to us, what sounds right to us. And God's saying, that's not my righteousness. I wouldn't do it that way. So we have to be so careful as intercessors that our ears are inclined. I think I'm going to continue with intercession on the next call.
I think I'm going to get into that a little bit, a little bit deeper with you guys. As a matter of fact, um, until we meet again, your homework is to study John 17. That's going to be your homework until we come back. John 17. And what I want you to do um, with John 17, uh, I want you to go into John 17, and I want you to pull a passage out of that chapter, and I want you to break it down to the point that a two-year-old can get it, some way that it will help us in intercession. John 17. So pull a passage. It can be one scripture. It can be four scriptures. It can be two script. It can be a half a scripture for all I care. But you to pull something out of this chapter, and I want you to apply it to those that intercede on others' behalf. How break that thing all the way down? Y'all know how sometimes I'll take a word and I'll um I'll break it down in Hebrew. I might pull the Webster's dictionary and and get the uh and get the definition for the word. And then it will give the scripture a whole nother meaning to me. I can apply it totally different. I want you guys to pull something out of John 17, and I want you to break it down where it will help us for intercession. Because John 17 talks about intercession as well. So I want you to pull something out of there. Everybody got that homework? Yes. Yes. Amen. We got two yeses. So only two people got the homework. Who else? It was three people. Three people out of all these people that's on here that got the homework. I got the homework. They might be muted. Okay. Okay. So, John 17, I want you to pull the passage out, break it down. And I want you to show us how the way that you got that together applies to um, intercession, to us being intercession, intercession. And I'm going to give you some more details about intercession on the next call, and we're going to do two more types of prayer to close out our lesson, okay? Okay. Did this lesson bless you tonight? Yes, amen. Did y'all learn something new tonight? Yes. Amen. Amen. That's awesome. I thank God. I love to learn. I love to teach. So I pray that you guys receive. Sorry, sorry we got off on a slow start, but I'm so glad you guys were able to receive uh, something new tonight. I pray that you guys, if you did not take notes, please go back and listen to this lesson. I'm on close to recording in a few. Go back and listen to this lesson because I will be doing pop quizzes. I might even do a pop-up throughout the week. I don't know. depends on if I had the opportunity to do something. But I definitely want you guys to take this seriously because prayer, We, I'm telling you, like if we never used prayer before, we're going to need it like it's our last breath. Mm-hmm. We are so going to need prayer. The one, like I told y'all on the last call, the one thing that the disciples asked Jesus was, Master, teach us how to pray. After they had seen all these signs and wonders, the one thing that they asked him was for him to teach them how to pray. That lets me know just how much power is in prayer. This is why we have to know the lingo. We have to know how it's like. People say, you can just say anything. Yeah, granted, you can. But you become a master of that thing. It's a wrap. 
It is a wrap. What can the enemy do with those that know how to fervently pray? Absolutely nothing. And our people perish due to the lack of knowledge. So no longer will we just go before the Lord with just any old thing, but we'll be able to strategically be able to say, God, you know what? I'm going to go in. And you really know what you're doing. <laughs> it's nothing wrong with it's nothing wrong with being knowledgeable about what you're doing, even when it's coming from the heart. Even when it's coming from the heart, it's so great to have knowledge of what you are doing. Because trust and believe, the enemy's kingdom is strategized. His kingdom is strategized. It is in order. He has it together. And look at us trying to get it together, but we're going to learn. We're going to get it together. And when we do, it's a wrap. It's just a wrap, and that's just what it is. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you. Glory. Um, I just need you guys to touch and agree with me for the prayer request that we're um, placing our inbox. Does anybody else have prayer requests besides um, Mr. Celia and Mr. Lisa? Okay. So I have a request from Miss Delisa. If you all can just touch and agree with me, I'm going to take this off of the recording first. One second. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.